Okay, Chuck Wilson, New Hope Community Church, and here we go, Revelation 18, the fall of Babylon. It's like a roller coaster ride. We're just getting to the top of the roller coaster and getting ready to fly down into more positive territory. Next week, uh, we're going to start with 19, 20, 21, 22, Return of Christ. It's going to be much, much more positive. Hang on. Hang on to that roller coaster, all right? Uh, last week, we saw that God judged the one world church. And today we're going to see that he judges the one world government and economy that's all connected to it. We've already talked about how we're moving toward a one world economy and a global government. We see it already with the European Union and the UN converging together. It's going to be the revived Roman Empire. And the Antichrist, we've talked about this many times, will head this all up. It will be a, He will be a worldwide dictator, a, a worldwide god for the whole world. And it's all traced back to the Tower of Babel. Listen to chapter 17 if you didn't get a chance yet. All traced back to the Tower of Babel and Babylon. Babylon, which we're going to be talking about. And today we're going to see that God is going to judge the world once and for all. He's going to judge Babylon, the anti-Christ world system that started back with Nimrod and idolatry. And we saw that last time. He's going to judge it. He's going to judge it at the second coming. He's going to, we're going to see that in Revelation 19, but we're going to see the, the, uh, the judgment described here in detail in chapter 18. Okay? Father, we just pray for your mercy and grace. We pray that you would accomplish what you want to accomplish. We pray that uh, we pray that if anybody's eyes are not open still after all this time, their eyes would be open, that people would put their faith in you, that we would be set free from all deception. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, uh, let's read the passage. We're going to read the whole chapter, Revelation 18, and I'll do my best. My eyes are much, much better, improving immensely. Thank you for all your prayers. Verse 18, uh, chapter 18, verse 1. After this, I saw another angel coming down from heaven. He had great authority, and the earth was illuminated by his splendor. With a mighty voice he shouted, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a home for demons and a haunt for every evil spirit, a haunt for every unclean and detestable bird, and for all the nations, for all the nations have drunk the maddening wine of her adulteries, the kings of the earth have committed adultery with her, and the merchants of the earth grew rich from her excessive luxuries. Allergies. Verse 4. Then I heard another voice from heaven say, Come out of her, my people. Ooh, this is a good one. Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins, so that you will not receive any of her plagues. For his sins have piled up to heaven, and God has remembered her crimes. Give back to her as she has given. Pay back double for what she has done. Mix her a double portion from her own cup. Give her as much torture and grief as the glory and luxury she has given herself. In her heart she boasts, I sit as a queen. I am not a widow, and I will never mourn. Therefore, in one day her plagues will overtake her. Death and mourning and famine... She will be consumed by fire, for mighty is the Lord God who judges her. When the kings of the earth who committed adultery with her and shared her luxury see the smoke of her burning, they will weep and mourn over her. Terrified at her torment, they will stand off and cry, Woe, woe, O great 
city, O Babylon, city of power. In one hour your doom has come. The merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her because no one buys her cargoes anymore. Cargoes of gold, silver, precious stones and pearls, fine linen, purple, silk and scarlet cloth, every sort of citron wood and articles of every kind of made of ivory, costly wood, bronze, iron, and marble, cargoes of cinnamon and spice, of incense, myrrh, and frankincense, of wine and olive oil, of fine flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and carriages, and bodies and souls of men. Remember that. And bodies and souls of men. We'll come back to that later. They will say, The fruit you long for is gone from you. All your riches and splendor have vanished, never to be recovered. The merchants who sold these things and gained their wealth from her will stand far off, terrified at her torment. They will weep and mourn and cry out, Woe, woe, O great city, dressed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, and glittering with gold, precious stones and pearls. In one hour such great wealth has been brought to ruin." Every sea captain and all who travel by ship, the sailors and all who earn their livings from the sea, will stand far off. When they see the smoke of her burning, they will exclaim, Was there ever a city like this great city? They will throw dust on their heads and with weeping and mourning cry out, Woe, woe, O great city! Where all, all who had ships on the sea became rich through her wealth. In one hour she has been brought to ruin. Rejoice over her, O heaven. Rejoice, saints and apostles and prophets. God has judged her for the way she treated you. The, then a mighty angel picked up a boulder the size of a large millstone and threw it into the sea and said, With such violence the great city of Babylon will be thrown down, never to be found again. The music of harpists and musicians, flute, Players and trumpeters will never be heard in you again. No workman of any trade will ever be found in you again. The sound of a millstone will never be heard in you again. The lamp, the light of a lamp will never shine in you again. The voice of a bridegroom and bride will never be heard in you again. Your merchants were the world's great men. By your magic spell all the nations were led astray. In her was found the blood of the prophets and of the saints and of all who had been killed on the earth. We'll come back to that verse. Verse 24, the last verse. So, the big question is, who is Babylon? Who are they? Some think, who is she? Who is she? Some think it's a type. She's a, this is a type. This will be a modern city in the tribulation which represents the Babylonian system. Who would that be today if it happened right now? Who would that be? New York City. Very obviously New York City. We'll talk more about that later. Or it's possible it's not a type, or, or but it's the actual city of Babylon that will be rebuilt in time for the Great Tribulation. Others think Babylon is symbolic. It represents the evil world system started in Babylon with idolatry and Nimrod against God. Okay, who, which one is right? Probably all three. Probably all three. Babylon does represent the evil, anti-God world system which has spread around the world. It's all over the world today. It's been active ever since Babylon was established by Nimrod after the flood. Uh, it is manifested in history. It has been manifested in history by many major commercial, political, anti-Christ 
systems. And like I said, today you would think New York City, it, it, it exports the filth, the, 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 the entertainment filth and the music and the toxic garbage we send all over the world. It's also connected with the UN, uh, the UN, which is, the, is an antichrist system. Uh, it's also Wall Street. Greed is good, you know, the whole greed and, 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 and just putting that over everything else, uh, it's manifested by as New York City today. But I also believe that a literal Babylon will be rebuilt. The literal city of Babylon will be rebuilt. There's just so many prophecies about this and so many prophecies about their destruct, her destruction, which haven't been fulfilled yet. Some say that no way that could ever happen. They said the same thing about Israel before Israel was established as a nation again. They said no way Israel will ever be established. No way Jerusalem will ever be their capital again. It's here. And, and I really believe the same thing is going to happen with Babylon. It's going to be rebuilt. Um, we, we also already saw how the European Union will morph into the revived Roman Empire. It's already happening now. And Rome will become the epicenter for the one world apostate church. We talked about that last time. And I also believe that at the same time we have Rome here, we're going to still have Babylon will be rebuilt. It will become the headquarters for the Antichrist. Maybe at the start of the tribulation, it will become the political, economic capital of the world with the, with the Antichrist overseeing that. He will have, think about it, he will have immense resources at his fingertips. He'll have all, the, he could call it all the wealth of the world to rebuild this city and make it the focus of the world. Very easy to see. The foundations of Babylon have already been laid. Already been laid down by, that's right, Saddam Hussein. Already laid the foundations back when he was alive and was still going. Uh, it's no accident that Babylon is in Iraq. It's no accident that Iraq, second only to Israel, for world attention. Iraq has, has so much attention. It's been in the political center. There have been wars and now it's under the control of the United States and, and, and uh, the West. And there's no accident that's all happened. Iraq has a in, in, very important role all throughout the Bible and it's uh, also going to have an important role in the end times. At the end when Jesus comes again, it's going to have a very important role. It's the Israel, the most mentioned nation in the Bible is Israel, but the second most mentioned nation is Iraq. It's Iraq. Uh, deep biblical roots, it's referred to as Babylon or Shinar or Mesopotamia, but it's Iraq. It's the nation of Iraq. Listen, listen to this. Um, the, the Garden of Eden was in Iraq. <laughs> Mesopotamia, which is now Iraq, was the cradle of civilization. Well, of course, it came Garden of Eden, right? Noah built the ark in Iraq. The Tower of Babel was, was in Iraq. This is unbelievable. Abraham was from Ur, which is in southern Iraq. <laughs> Isaac's wife, Rebecca, is from Nahor, which is in Iraq. Jacob met Rachel in Iraq, you can just say it right with me here, all right? Jonah preached in Nineveh, which is in Iraq, unbelievable, you know, you thought it, this, this is amazing, that Babylon, the connection followed this. Assyria, which is in Iraq, conquered the ten tribes of Israel. Amos prophesied in Iraq. Babylon, which is in Iraq, destroyed Jerusalem. That's right, Babylon is also in Iraq, destroyed Jerusalem. Daniel was in the lion's den in 
You got it? Iraq, the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were in the fire in Iraq. Belshazzar, the king of Babylon, saw the writing on the wall in Iraq. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, Babylon carried the Jews into captivity into Iraq. Ezekiel preached in Iraq. The three wise men were from Iraq. Peter preached in Iraq. The empire of man described in Revelation is called Babylon, which is a city, a city in Iraq. Over and over. Listen, I really believe it's going to be rebuilt. It's going to be rebuilt. This city is going to be a world political empire, going to be connected with a religious empire in Rome. It's all going to be tied together. Babylon will be rebuilt and judged and judged. Both the city of Babylon and the world system it represents are going to be judged. Babylon is judged. I just read this passage. You can reread it again on your own. Revelation 18. What happens? Fallen. Fallen. Whoa. Whoa. The smoke of her burning. The world is in shock and in mourning. Totally wiped out. Boom! Just like that. Think World Trade Center and the crash on Wall Street combined times a million. That's what it's going to be like. And it's no accident that 9-11 happened. It's no accident that it happened. It was God's judgment on a Babylonian prototype. God judges the types of Babylon all throughout history. Just as there have been many types of the Antichrist leading up to the final Antichrist, the ultimate, there have been many types of Babylon leading up to the final uh, Babylon when it's rebuilt. And New York City is clearly a type of Babylon. fits the, the picture. It's a type. And God's judgment on... on New York with 9-11 and now COVID. It's a ghost town. It, it, it's going to get even bigger because it's a type of Babylon. The UN is there, which is Antichrist. The uh, New York City is toxic spiritually and morally toxic. Look what they stand for. Look at the laws that have just been passed for killing babies and locking that in. Very, very wicked Babylonian city and God's going to judge it even further. Mark my words. Mark my words. Why did does why will God judge all the mini Babylons and New York cities and all throughout history he's been doing it. And why will he ultimately judge Babylon and its world system? What is his main motivation for judging them? Revelation 18:24. I'll read verse 23. The light of your lamp will never shine in you again. The voice of bridegroom and bride will never be heard in you again. Your merchants were the world's great men. By your magic spell, all the nations were led astray. In her was found the blood of the prophets and of the saints and of all who have been killed on the earth. That's why God is going to judge it. Judge Babylon. Ultimately, many Babylons, the world system, he's going to judge it all because they led the world astray. The religious religion and the government economy that Babylon established is in opposition to God. We don't need God. That is the bottom line of the Babylonian system. It's idolatry. Idolatry. We don't need God. We can pick our God. Religion, create your own God. Build, build a bear, build a God. Build a Jesus. Build any, you know, you can make him anything you want him to be. You are God. You can earn eternal life by your own human 
effort. This is the Babylonian system. This is the idolatry. This is what God is judging. This is what has crept was is the basis of all the world religions and has even crept into the the, church, the apostate church of Jesus Christ. It's crept in there. Government. We don't need God's law. We can make our own laws. We just need the right man to lead us, the Antichrist. We can create heaven on earth. We can have Disney World here, right? A money. You can find fulfillment in things instead of God. But world history can best, best be summed up economically as greed is good. You get Wall Street movie, right? Greed is good. They Remember, they even buy and sell people. Buy and sell people. We know we the battle we had to, to, to get rid of slavery in the United States, but it's still all over the world. Still in the United States, there's a lot of uh, buying and selling of sexual slaves, you know, the human trafficking, but all over the world, especially in the, in the Muslim world, they still practice slavery openly, openly practicing slavery. In Africa, these poor children are being enslaved by Muslims in Africa and women and sex slaves. It's unbelievable. But it's all over the world. It's just been ongoing. That's all part of this greed. And it it doesn't matter what system it is. It's not capitalism. It's not communism. It's they're all of their goals. Whatever system. We can set up socialism. It looks like it's going to happen. It's not going to solve it. Oh, no, 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 no. It's going to, because the issue is, the issue is the goal is to glorify man instead of God. doesn't matter what system. And also, they're judged here, verse 24, in her was found the blood of the prophets and of the saints and of all who have been killed on the earth. We also see that it's, it's because of the persecution of God's prophets and people, the saints. Remember, this just what had happened just before this, anybody wouldn't go along with the Babylonian system, the Babylonian religion, the Babylonian government, the Antichrist who's going to run the Babylonian show. Whoever didn't go along, didn't receive the mark of the beast, couldn't buy or sell unless they unless they bought into the new Babylonian system, which is really an old Babylonian system. A new the new age is an old lie, right? <clears throat> but they couldn't buy or sell without the mark of the beast. And if they didn't have that mark, they were persecuted, they were killed. But all throughout history, not just during the tribulation, but all throughout history, we see the spirit of Babylonian Babylonian government, Babylonian religion, Babylonia is behind. All persecution. It's behind all the persecution of the religious and the governmental persecution. It's the foundation. It's letting us know that's the foundation of it all. Foundation of it all. And we see two responses to this. We see weeping, lots of weeping, but also in verse 20, in verse 20, rejoice over her, O heaven. Rejoice, saints and apostles and prophets. God has judged her for the way she treated you. That, they're, the, the, the Christians, the true followers of Jesus Christ, aren't weeping. They're cheering. It all depends on our perspective, on our heart. The world is mourning when this happens, but God's people rejoice because they see God's righteous judgment on the Babylonian religion, on the Babylonian government, on the Babylonian economy, which is Antichrist. They see that. It all depends on our perspective. What is our response when we see God judging Babylon? And it's happening now. It, he's judging, what's in our heart? It, what, it shows what's in our heart. Our response shows what's in our heart. It shows what our faith, what's going on. Hopefully we won't be here for the tribulation, the great tribulation, especially this part of it. But this passage still applies to us today. 
how do we respond to God's judging of the Babylonian world system? It's happening now. You think COVID is an accident? You think God was caught off guard? Oh, how did that get out of that lab in Wuhan? You know, oh, how did that happen? Now, you listen, uh, he, God was not caught off guard. God, this is all part of God's judgment on the world. It's beginning. The birth pains are intensifying. We're seeing it right now. How do we respond? Do we respond depressed and in despair? And oh, what's going to happen? How could this happen? Or do we realize that God is doing this? That God is weaning Christians from the world. He's using this to wean us, to wean us from the world, to separate, to refine us, and to prepare us, to get us to move to the place of surrender. Many people still haven't put their faith in Jesus Christ. He's waiting for many to do that. Will we surrender? Will we allow this to wean us from the world, to refine us, to separate us from the world, to prepare us for what's coming as we get closer to the second coming of Jesus Christ in the book of Revelation, the time of Revelation, which we're we're there. We're at the we're at the starting line, uh, folks. I hope you figured that out by now. And 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 have we surrendered? Have you ever put your faith in Jesus Christ? Have you taken that step of faith yet? John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Have you given your life to Him? Have you surrendered your life to Him? This is the time to do it. Now is the day of salvation. This is the time to do it. This uh, and, and as Christians, we are under constant world pressure. The media is trying to brainwash us constantly. The politicians are trying to carry us into delusions. The entertainment industry and the celebrities are toxic, spreading their lying demonic toxins constantly. That's what Romans 12:2 is all about. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It says, don't be conformed. The Greek word means to squeeze, take a piece of clay and squeeze it into a shape of some kind. Don't let yourself be squeezed by the world. Instead, be transformed. The word transformed is metamorphe, metamorphosis. It's what happened when a caterpillar worm turns into a beautiful butterfly. That's what we're called to do, is be transformed so that we can fly above it all, so that we can soar in the Holy Spirit's wind and power, so that we can be, so that we can, it's not, doesn't pull us down and, and, and conform us. We're transformed by God's power. But very, so, very few Christians, uh, this is happening. Two, only 2% of millennials have a biblical world view. What does that mean? The other 98% of millennials have been conformed to the world, been squeezed into the mold. I have a piece of squeezy stuff here. I was going to use it. But anyway, oh, here it is. You know, the rest of the, this is, this is your brain. This is your brain on the world, you know, squeezed into the mold. That's what the world has done to 98% of the millennials in the United States. Only 2% have a biblical world view. I remember the story of this kid in Brazil whose father was out fishing. And he was out in the jungles fishing and he heard a scream and he, and he came running out and he saw his son was being grabbed by a huge python, giant python. The dad ran in to get his old gun and came back out. It was too late. The kid was crushed, was being swallowed by this python. He said, I felt like there was nothing I could do. 
my son, my son. And that's what is happening to so many of our children. That's what is happening to this whole younger generation. A lot of older people, older generation do, being conformed, being swallowed, being crushed. Just, it, and it's so subtle. It's so subtle. It's happening and people don't even know it's happening. I see so many people who think they're Christians. And maybe they are, but they're sure worldly ones. And they have a biblical, they don't have a biblical worldview. They have a worldly worldview. They just buy whatever is, is given to them. I'll give you an example. It's so subtle. The, the COVID vaccine, the COVID vaccine, the COVID vaccine was established by using an aborted baby uh, cell line. So it was, it was based on a murdered baby. That's how they developed it. That's how they tested it. Every single vaccination used that same thing. They didn't have to do that. They could have come up with a different way for vaccination, but they chose to do that. And, and, and so when we take that vaccination, we're taking a vaccination based on a baby's murder. But this is where it gets even crazier. Follow me on this. Now, President Biden just passed uh, did an executive order, federal law, saying, executive order saying we can use federal money to harvest aborted babies and use their harvested body parts and stem cells and every, anything and everything, whatever you want. You can use federal money to try to come up with cures for other diseases. And, and, and when some courageous bishop stood up to him and said, hey, you're supposed to be a Catholic. Uh-uh, uh-uh. He says, hey, the good, the, the good outweighs the bad. The, the ends justifies the means. We need to do this because we care about people. If we care about people, we're going to take those murdered babies and harvest their body parts and use them to find cures. And so what we're going to see is all kinds of cures. Uh, medical procedures are going to be based now coming up very quickly are going to be based on abortion and, and injecting baby you know, cells and all kinds of crazy things are going to happen. Listen, you better pay attention. I'll give you an example. Uh, there's the shingles vaccination. There's a shingles vaccination. And there's two shingles vaccinations out there. There's one that's based on abortion technology and the new one uh, which ends in an X. I can't remember the name of it now. New one is doesn't use any abortion. Doesn't use it. I tell Christians, you better know the difference and you better use the one that doesn't use aborted baby technology or aborted baby parts even. And, and this goes for vaccinations of children. Vaccinations of children, same thing. Many of them use abortion. Don't take them. You don't need to. I'm not anti-vaxxing. I'm anti-abortion. And and if uh, I saw there's companies trying to come up, one in France, a company trying to come up with vaccinations for children without abortion technology. We need to focus on that. And you Use them and don't use anything. It's a choice between life or death. It's a choice between using a demonically murdered baby or not. But so many people just, I'll take this pill. I'll take that treatment. What are we going to do? And everything is that way. We have to draw a line in the sand. Don't be sucked into the lies. Don't be sucked into the lies. Pay attention. Investigate what treatments are going to give us. And don't take the ones that are connected to abortion. That's demonic. God's judgment is coming on the world because of it. Don't be swallowed by the pythons. Don't be swallowed by the pythons. This is what Revelation 18.4 is all about. It's what it's warning us about. Come out of her, my people. Revelation 18.4. Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins, so that you will not receive any of her plagues. We need to get 
out. It's a warning that we, yeah, we have to live in the world, but we cannot let the world live in us. How are we being sucked in by the world? There's so many ways. Pay attention. Wake up. Know the word. Take every thought captive. Make it obedient to Christ Jesus. Pay attention. We have to get out of the world and stay out of the world. And when Babylon is finally rebuilt physically, if we're still here, don't go visit it. <laughs> don't go on a tourist trip. It's going to be a beautiful city in the world, but don't go there. They'll probably have another Disney World there. They're probably going to have Disney World there too, the way they're going. And, but don't go there. Don't go there. No tourism. Very important that we get out of Babylon, stay out of Babylon, and even now keep Babylon out of us. Let's pray. How is the Holy Spirit speaking to us. How's the Holy Spirit convicting us right now? Right now, how's the Holy Spirit convicting us? Speaking to us. How is Christians, Revelation 18.4, come out of her, my people, so they don't not receive any of her plagues, so you not receive her, share in her sin. How have we allowed the world into us? How have we been conformed by the world? How do we need to get the, out of the world and how do we need to get the world out of us. It's so subtle, but that snake hits hard and is squeezing. And while we're praying about that, maybe you still have not put your faith in Jesus Christ. That's the first step to having your eyes open. That's the first step to to fighting against the deception of what is coming is the Holy Spirit needs to be in you. And we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. And we get the Holy Spirit by putting our faith in Jesus Christ. The moment you pray and say, God, I put my faith in Jesus, I give my life to Him. The moment you do that, the Holy Spirit comes in and you become a new creation in Christ. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. You can do that right now. The prayer of faith. We are saved by faith alone in Christ alone. The prayer of faith. God, I repent of my sin. I repent of everything in my life that goes against your word and your will for me. I repent of that. And I put my faith in Jesus. I put my faith in Jesus. His death on that cross for me. His resurrection from the dead for me. He did that for me. He paid for my sin. I put my faith in Him. I give my life to Jesus. Father, I pray that every person who hears this will make sure of their salvation. Make sure that they have the Holy Spirit. And I pray that all of us would live by the power of the Holy Spirit. Live free of the world. Be ready for your son Jesus to come again. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we'll see you next time with Revelation 19. We're getting close. 19, 20, 21, 22. We have four more chapters to go. We're getting close. God bless.